today is our 10th episode. Ooh. Episode number 10. It's actually our 13th episode if you count the three pre-launch specials, but it's episode number 10, which is why I'm back this week, because uh, we can't have Jake stealing the our first big milestone. First big milestone. Double digits, kind of. Double digits, yeah. Is today really episode 10? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay, do you want to do the intro? Should we get started? Jake, did you watch the video that Andy sent? I watched sent? the video, I... yes. Okay. I did. Oh. Okay. Okay. It seemed important to do beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first 30 minutes yeah. will actually just be uh, silence as we sit and watch the video. As Jake watches oh, the video. We could do no, like a rea- reactionary. Yeah, we'll, we'll like make erudite noises like, hmm. And stuff like that. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Very salient. Mm-hmm. And welcome to Hypothetically Intentional, where we ask the question, what if we set intentions with everything we did? Still got it. I'm your co-host, Andrew. I am and I'm your, your co-host, oh. Michelle. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're a special guest, Jake. You're not our co-host yet. Don't introduce special, yourself. Special guest. Oh, I don't get to introduce myself. Okay. I'm a man well, of no, 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 you do. Just nope. not yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm waiting for my cue. <laughs> All right. And... Raspberry. Oh, and I am your special guest, Jake, also a uh, member of the family. And I'm your co-host, <laughs> Mom, or Michelle. <laughs> you already introduced yeah, yourself, Yeah, Andrew, Mom. now you, you get, get to go again. Introductions. And, I'm, <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Andrew. <laughs> we spoke at the same time. <laughs> oh. Well, That's okay, I'll split them all apart oh, okay. in editing. This is why we have separate tracks for each of oh, us. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we can, we can put them all I simultaneously can... to, to save airtime and get more content. <laughs> I can already tell. Exactly. This episode is going to be a bit of a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> in a fun way. Yes. Yeah. Certainly. Of course. Okay. Well... Uh, do you want to introduce the topic, one of you wonderful co-hosts? Yeah, so today we are going to talk about uh, a video that I found. I, I wasn't even looking for anything specifically. It just came up on my YouTube recommended. But it was about, let's see, let me see if I can find the title of it. Hang on. Ooh, I might have the title cut, quicker than you. going to cut this out. No, don't cut it out. It's Everybody crickets. has to know you didn't have the title it's ready. <laughs> Intellectual bypassing, oh. what it is and how to start feeling again. Mm. That's the thumbnail. Yes. In the yes. Oh, yeah, the thumbnail. Okay, so it actually says avoidant attachment, signs you're intellectually bypassing your emotions and how to stop. I think yes. the avoidant That's attachment, fair. getting that in there seems important. That's fair. It was talking about how uh, people with avoidant attachment styles, people who, who uh, typically like pull away from attaching to other people and like relationships and whatnot or or aren't necessarily the most emotionally available will uh uh can have a tendency sometimes to 
like rationalize their emotions or get too caught up in the explanations of them and think that explanation is the same thing as like feeling them and uh and thus bypass hence the name intellectually bypass bypass actually feeling them and instead think that like naming them and uh understanding where they come from is enough does that seem like a fair yeah i think that's a summary there was a lot more to it which we'll get into but i think it's a good like high level overview of what it was about so i guess i'll turn it to you guys first what did you think about Uh, are, are we forgetting something did we? Do we have to set an intention before we start? Oh, <laughs> we do. I don't still got it. It's been too long. Who wants to set the intention today? The crickets Nobody? seem Me? like they could do it. Okay. All right. Uh, so... I, I have an intention, and I feel like my intentions are always personal to me, but I also feel like they apply to, could potentially apply to many. Uh, but when I, when I got your video, there was a small piece of me that was like, uh-oh, this is going to be an episode where the boys tell me how much trauma I've caused them <laughs> <laughs> and how much pain they have in their lives because of how I showed up and parented. So I think my intention is to remember that... Um, I don't need to take things personally and I can have an open mind and be present and be an active listener. So my intention is to be an active listener and to um, just check myself about how how personal I take things in this whole day, not just for this episode. How's that sound? Does that sound like a good intention for all or do you want to set your own intentions? Ooh. That makes sense. Oh, I was going to say, mine is maybe a little bit different. Um watching the video most of it kind of went over my head because i don't have any like psychology experience or anything like that like it's not really been an interest of mine or something that i've put a lot of research into or really any research into so like she's talking about all these attachment styles and like shooting for a secure attachment style and like okay those things those words kind of make sense but i don't really know all of what they mean so i am uh going to try to learn something from talking with you all today <laughs> I love it. That's a great intention. Yeah. Well, gosh, now I need to come up with an intention. <laughs> Both of you did. <laughs> I thought that this isn't just a stateable practice. We can't have two or three intentions every week for eternity. That's not true. We could. Well, I actually um, feel like everybody, including the listeners, can all be invited to create their own intentions. I mean, if ours resonate with them, that's great. But also create your own. Make it your intention. I could say... Uh, to be pres, I, I like like my mind is going to like be present in the conversation. My intention is to be present in the conversation, um, as opposed to getting too in my head about it. I think that's probably a fair intention. Yeah, that's what we'll go with. I actually love that, and I love the irony of that, <laughs> or like the because it's talking about being too intellectual. like the video kind of talks about that being intellectualizing versus feeling and then you literally set an intention to not be all in your head which is kind of in alignment with what the video is talking about i think yes yeah that was that's uh part of the reason why cool (laughs) um 
So Jake's not yeah, super into, or Jake's not, I don't want to say super into, but like psychology hasn't been something that Jake has really dug into, he said. Correct. For me, I dug into psychology, I mean, my degree from college is child psychology, but that was, what, 30 some years ago? That was a really long time ago for me. So, and Andrew, you are currently studying psychology, yes? Um, Not formally, but I I took several psychology classes um, in my undergrad, and now I'm studying education. So I, I've got, um, there are some psych- more psychology classes I'm taking now, but they're more like education related. But I do have like, I've taken Psych 101 and like uh, some more classes. So I have some of that like background, like vocabulary, I suppose. So I'm curious what you thought when you listened to the video, both of you. Yeah, um, it. I'm gonna be honest. Like, it, no, nothing in there like really immediately resonated very strongly with me. Um, like, it wasn't. It, I, I mean, maybe it's just because I don't consume that kind of content very often. But it, it was kind of just like, okay, you know, you know, she's talking about things that don't all make sense to me. And like, I feel like I, I'm starting on like a a two thousand level course, and I should be starting on a one thousand level course or something like that. But. Um, there were a couple of things that did stand out a little bit. Um, one of them was, I think, the very first point she made about like people who, you know, at least have some of these characteristics, will tend to um, rationalize other people's behavior and be like, okay, I can see where they're coming from, so I'm not like I, I can't really feel a lot of anger towards them, um, or really any anger towards them. If somebody like wounds you and you kind of know why and like you get it. It's hard to like um, really get mad at them, right? Um, and that's maybe so. That's something that like I feel like I have experienced and do still experience, um, which has its like ups and downs. Right? Like she presented it as like a, a very bad thing, uh, not not a very bad thing, but like something that should be worked on, right? And I think that makes a lot of sense. It's not something that I've really seen that way before, but like, you know, I, I suppose you kind of are denying yourself um, the emotions that you should be feeling, right? Which is kind of what the point that Heidi in the video was making. Um, so that was the first thing that kind of stood out. I was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Like, I understand what you're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Andrew? Did that piece jump out at you? Yeah, I definitely feel that like, like my whole life like my whole life that has been sort of how I've I I'm I like I don't think I'm a very angry person like it ta- it's, it's very difficult to make me angry. Um and I think like that might be part of like the root of that is like I've always that's always been my go-to like if something is bothering me that someone else is doing my go-to is like see it from their perspective, try and understand it. And that helps. That is like, that helps me process that feeling. And like, it was really interesting to hear a perspective from from Heidi that like, according to her, that's not processing that feeling, <laughs> right? That's rationalizing that feeling. Well, part of it is because like, and like being angry sucks a lot, right? Like it's not fun. It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I don't want to be with someone that you like, over here. care about, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. interesting. 
Because, <laughs> like, well, anger is my comfort emotion because I was angry for so long. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, oh, I'm angry. I'm comfortable here. How long am I going to live here? And not that I'm angry and I need to lash out or anything right. like that, but just that, like, I feel, and I guess now it's maybe less anger and more frustration when it does bubble up. But mm-hmm. I find, like, when I was listening to her, and I, I feel like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to remember back to the beginning of my journey when I started unpacking some traumas that I found that I didn't know had happened. But I find myself, like, for me, <laughs> like, I get mad. And I I can almost always find, like, why the thing happened. Like, what what the person, you know, was in their own, what was in their own way or to make them show up a certain way that didn't feel good for me. Mm-hmm. I can almost find, I can almost always, if not always, find a way to rationalize that. But I'm mad too. Or I'm pissed too. Or I'm sad too. And then I get mad at myself for being mad because they they didn't know any better and they were doing the best they could. So I'm like having this guilt and shame on myself for being mad about something that I have every right to be mad about. But then telling myself I shouldn't be mad about it because they didn't have anything better in them. Like they did the best they could with what they knew at the time. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, I was, I feel like when I was listening to that, I'm like, I feel like I do all those things and I'm not sure any of that is healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Like does that, it almost like it puts me into a catch 22. Like I understand where they're coming from. It still doesn't make it right. And I am pissed about it and I'm going to allow myself to be pissed about it. But how do I heal from that? But then I, I find myself at some point along that process of healing, I'm mad at myself for being mad about about it because I'm not giving them the grace that they deserve just as much as I deserve grace. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was like a weird, it was, it was interesting for me to think about the way she presented that. And there's a difference between like, like you said, feeling mad about something, feeling angry about something and like lashing out. Right. Yeah. Um, That is like maybe where that distinction is. Like if you somebody does something with like does the best that they can with the information they have available right like you're saying and you get mad because they hurt you that's there's nothing wrong with that at all like that's good and healthy um if you like take it super far and like retaliate really hard at them then maybe that's where like that feeling makes sense but like it sounds like you're not doing that but the feeling is there anyway right yeah but i think the flip side of that i think there's two sides of pain points for that that cause a pain that that can then potentially be trouble is like lashing out is one side of it and the other side of it is stuffing it or not honoring it within yourself like i have to do something to overcome that anger i have to do something Mm -hmm. to heal that i have to do something to forgive forgive who forgive what myself them all of the above um and i think forgive is a tricky word for people in general um but i think like for me that was like a i had to start with me i guess (laughs) and focus on that yeah yeah like i i i I totally get that like like feeling like you have to do something with your anger like to me like how i handle that is like the time and place to deal with my anger is not when i'm still interacting with the person who made me angry (laughs) 100 (laughs) (laughs) like i will do that on my own time (laughs) like uh, i'm not keeping that here that's that that just makes things worse i've seen i've seen that happen i've seen like oh my gosh a million times just in my family alone i'm certain of that but like that's that's it though over the course of the journey of of my own transformation and now seeing others work through that as well it's a healthy boundary 
If you're setting a boundary in anger, it's not a healthy boundary. Like setting a healthy boundary is done in clarity and love and, um, you know, there's, 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 you're not changing anyone or you're not trying to change anyone, change anyone. You're not adding strings to the boundary, but like, that's a tricky, like there's healing that has to happen before you can set a healthy boundary or at the very least clarity. I don't know. That's an interesting, yeah. Having the experience with the person in the room when you haven't processed the emotion, whether it's anger, sadness or anything else <laughs> complicates things. It feels like. Yeah. Um, Somewhat related to Andrew, I'm curious if you've experienced this, but like because of the way that it sounds like, you know, we we kind of tend to um, rationalize what other people are doing and not always feel like angry about it. Right. Um, I know I have experienced like when I do something that is like the best that I could have done with the information I had, whether it was like an honest mistake or like I was missing a piece of information or like you know, whatever the case may be, um, and I hurt someone because of it, and then they get mad at me, a lot of, like, something that I have definitely more so in the past, but still now even, when they get mad at me and they, like, express anger towards me, I'm like, what the heck? Like, what? <laughs> what's this all about? Like, clearly I wasn't trying to hurt you, right? Yeah, yeah, this is, I, this is definitely something I've experienced too. I, I always think, this is something I tie back to, uh, like when this happens, um, either with me or with someone else. I I think back to magic. You've talked on the on the <laughs> show before, how you you've learned lessons from magic, and this is one that I've like learned, or at least not even necessarily a lesson, but like a perspective that I have from like you, you can even like just like games or like like this is really easy to imagine in like hypotheticals or games <clears throat> or probability where. Like, if you make the right choice, you know, if you make a choice that has a 60% chance of a good outcome and a 40% chance of a bad outcome, and you, you, you chose that, as, and the bad as, outcome happens... Assuming the goodness of the good outcome and the badness of the bad outcome are equal. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Barry, I, I would have specified if it was otherwise. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, you made the right choice, you know, well, it depends on what your other options were, but if, if it was between that and one where the probabilities were switched, you know, it was 40-60 instead of 60-40, you made the right choice, but you, the bad outcome still happened because of that, and it was because of the choice that you made. So, right. like... Like, if you're, if you're playing poker and you have, you know, 80% to have the winning hand and you, your opponent has like a 20% chance to have the card that beats you and you bet and they call and you lose, you still lose your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, like the really, the question there is how do you assign fault? Like that seems to be the question that we're, that we're dealing with here is like, like, like if I'm mad at you, do I, or, or like, like, you know, is it fair for me to get mad at you for making that choice that lost me money or whatever? Like that, I'm mixing the metaphors now, but like, <laughs> uh, and like, sort of the conclusion I sort of have come to is like, blame is kind of just a smokescreen. Like fault. Like I don't really care about whose fault it was. I care more about like what the decision was and like, 
I don't know. I like like to me the the thought of needing it to be someone's fault for anger to be justified or mm-hmm. whatever or even necessarily thinking of anger as justified is like kind of beside the point. Like it doesn't really matter. Like if you're angry, if I'm angry, if you're angry at me, you're angry at me and I need to under like yeah that's something that you're that I have every right to do yeah or whatever right right yeah to feel and, rather yeah <clears throat> and I think sort of what you like back to the question that you asked me is like I I, I think to me I, I I do struggle with that because the the result then is I'm telling myself I'm I'm not at fault here which is not necessarily like I it's, it's certainly not something I should say out loud to the person <laughs> who's mad at me it, and it's also not necessarily like, like it also might not be true the, right it also might not be true if I'm wrong about any of the steps here and even if I'm right about all of the steps maybe thinking of it as I'm at fault here will help me make better decisions in the future so mm-hmm. like that's that's the the place where fault and blame like that's its usefulness is it is a tool that can help us make better decisions in the future if i make a bad decision and then i think or and then i believe i'm at fault for the bad outcome that came then that's gonna make me make better decisions in the future theoretically so like i don't know i does that answer your question? Yeah, and I think like maybe another way to put some of what we're talking about too is like if someone is sad about something, right? Like even if it's not like maybe they're sad because of it doesn't matter why, right? Right? Like that, that's kind of the point I'm making. So somebody tells you they're sad, you would never be like, well, you don't have the right to be sad right now, right? But for some reason, right. my brain does tend to do that sometimes when they're angry at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's, you know, a, a piece of why it is good to, going, going back to the video, right? Why it's good to let yourself experience the anger that maybe you, you should be feeling at something so that you can understand when other people are experiencing anger towards you or people you care about as well. Um, mm-hmm. An example of how it can yeah. kind of help your relationships. Yeah. I think that's actually a really good point that I hadn't necessarily thought about before, but like, I know for me, I often like, like when I, when I like push down my own anger because, uh, because I think, well, like they, they, you know, they could have been thinking this or, or had this idea and they made the best decision they could. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just wrong. Sometimes they were just being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I shouldn't let that slide. <laughs> and I did. And I do all the time right. because, because giving I'm people like, too much I of the benefit assume, of the doubt. I'm giving, I do. I assume the best in people. And like that bit, not me in the ass, but my friend Calvin in the ass in all of high or all of elementary school and middle school when he got bullied and I would give the bullies the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and I wasn't listening to Kelvin and I wasn't listening to the bullies. <laughs> I was, I was, had my rose colored glasses on mm-hmm. and like, like, I, like I think my relationships would be better now or like, you know, my, my interpersonal skills would be better now if I was better at, 
like expressing that when I have a problem with something and something I'm working on, like I'm trying to get like, like with the people I care about now, like I'm, I'm trying really hard to like, when something bothers me, I will express that in some way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it usually takes time. I usually still don't do it right in the moment that I'm bothered. I will take some time and, and breathe and like go by myself and then figure out and then like figure out how to say it. Right. Cause, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the problem I have, like, I tend to do that as well, is, like, take some time. But then sometimes by the time I have figured out what I want to say, I've calmed down. It's like, oh, that wasn't really a big deal because it doesn't feel like a big deal yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. That's a wrap for this one. We will catch you next week. And thank you for joining us. Please give us a like, a subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, on all of your podcast channels, except for Apple. We're not there yet, although we're working on it. And JIDEWellness.com, J-A-I-D-E-E, wellness.com. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next week. Bye. Be you every day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>